In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom, and I'm glad to be with you today. Do you know that God hears and answers prayer? Oh, yes. God hears and answers prayer, and that's real. I know people that prayer was answered, and they said, it would have happened anyway, then don't pray. If that's the way you feel, it would have happened anyway. Don't pray. God goes out of his way to answer our prayers in the name of Jesus. I'm taking these scriptures that I took yesterday, a couple of them, because I wasn't thorough enough with them. On their way to Jerusalem uphill, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers approached him, keeping their distance. I hope we're not keeping our distance from Jesus today. I hope that we have our heart in his heart, keeping their distance. They called out, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. As they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan, a dog, they would call him, not even a person, because he wasn't a Jew. Then Jesus asked, Were not ten made clean? Where are the rest, the other nine? Was none of them found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. I'm going to tell you, are we a grateful people? When we ask God to do something and he does it, do we thank him for it? Did you thank God for the new day that he gave you today? Did you thank God for the eyes that see and the ears that hear? Did you thank God for the hands that grasp? My Lord, we need to be a thankful people, a people filled with gratitude because gratitude is what it's all about. I wouldn't be able to do these broadcasts if God did not give me the ability to do them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for 44 years we've been doing this at the, by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not for our grace, not by us, but by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. So be thankful today. Thank the Lord that you can see. Thank the Lord that you can hear. Thank the Lord that you can touch. Thank the Lord that you can smell. Oh yes, thank the Lord. 
He's worthy of our thanksgiving. Let us not be like the nine lepers that were healed and did not go back to Jesus and thank the Lord. It's time for us to thank God now, now, now. Thank you, Lord, for giving us sight. Thank you, Lord, for giving us sight. Thank you, Lord, for giving us sight. Just where we are. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Right where we are. Thank you, Lord, for giving us Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for giving us Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for giving us Jesus right where we are. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Right where we are. Chapter 18 of Luke. Then Jesus told them a parable about the need to pray always and not lose heart, not get discouraged. I tell you, the walking stick of the enemy is discouragement. He wants you discouraged. That's what he wants. I've been praying for a woman who had heavy depression and her medicine finally kicked in. Thanks be to God. How do I know that? She doesn't call me anymore. But she's going to call me and tell me the whole story that she feels like herself again. Thank you, Lord, for Bernadette. Thank you, Lord, for healing Bernadette. Thank you, Lord, for loving Bernadette. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Pray always and not lose heart, not become discouraged. He said, in a certain city, there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city, there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, Grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect of men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his chosen ones, God who gave us Jesus, God who died on the cross for us, God who rose from the dead for us? Will not God give us justice much more than the unjust judge? And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God grant justice to his chosen ones? Do you know you're a chosen one? If you love Jesus, you've been chosen. Everyone has not been chosen, but you've been chosen. Thank you, Lord, that we're chosen. His chosen ones who cry to him day and night, who he delay long in helping them, I tell you, he will quickly grant justice to them. And yet, when the Son of Man comes, 
will he find faith on the earth? That scares me. That scares me, that statement. Will the Lord find faith on the earth? We hear of murdering, shooting, fires, earthquakes. We're hearing everything that's not positive. What about us? How do we deal with that? Is, are we grateful for what God gives us? Are we into thanking him? When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Will he find faith in you? Will he find faith in me? I tell you, discouragement tries to destroy our faith. And if you don't have faith, you pray. I want the faith of a mustard seed, and I'm going to plant it, and I'll never ask again. Will not God, will he find faith upon the earth when Jesus comes? I hope so. I hope so. That's why we do these broadcasts, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Verse 9 of chapter 18. He also told them this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One, a Pharisee. The other, a tax collector. One, the Pharisee thinking he's holy and the tax collector knowing his sins. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, was praying thus, Oh God, I thank you that I am not like other people, thieves, rogues, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of my income. In other words, he was praying to himself. He was so great that he said, Lord, I'm so great in your sight. I'm wonderful. I do all these things. He's not going to return and experience forgiveness. He's not because his prayer is to himself. And it continues to say, the tax collector standing far off would not even look up to heaven, but was beating his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Lord, be merciful to me, Tom, a sinner. Be merciful to me, Tom, a sinner. Be merciful to me, a sinner. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the Pharisee, for all who exalt themselves will be humbled but the humble themselves will be exalted. The Pharisee exalted himself. He was praying to himself. He's his own God. The tax collector knew 
they needed mercy. Do you know today that you need mercy? Are you sure you know today that you need the mercy of God? I could not stand without the mercy of God. I could not sit without the mercy of God. I could not preach without the mercy of God. Verse 15 of chapter 18 of Luke. People were bringing even infants to him that he might touch them. And when the disciples saw it, they sternly ordered them not to do it. Who do they think they are? Not to do it. I'm going to tell you. When you go to the Holy Land, you're barraged by a lot of young kids selling things, and you have the experience that you want to say, get away. But these are God's children. Not get away. Touch them. Pray with them. Buy what they have. Let's continue. But Jesus called for them and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not stop them, for such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. Unless you become like a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Oh, Jesus, you don't look for grown-ups. You look for children. Oh, yes, innocent children, children of God, innocent because of the blood of Jesus. But we, we know that we need a blessing from you, Jesus. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. On one of the com com commercials of the football game on Sunday, it showed two little children hugging each other. And the words came, be like a little child, not like a grown-up. Love God like a little child. Verse 18 of chapter 18 of St. Luke. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not bear witness. Honor your father and mother. The man replied, I have kept all these since my youth. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, There is still one thing lacking. Go sell all that you own and distribute the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. And when he heard this, he became sad for he was very rich. Jesus looked at him with love and said how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Are we rich in faith? Are we rich in love?
faith working through love? Are we rich in faith? Are we rich in love? That's what it's all about. It's not about anything else. It's not about, wow, I can do this. I can do that. I've been having people telling me what God has done when, my pray, when I prayed with them. Like last night, there was a man that we prayed for an infection in his arm, and he said, it's healed. And he said to me, thank you. I said, Jesus, thank you. He said to me, thank you again. I said, Jesus, I thank you. I didn't do it. Jesus did it. I was just the vessel. I didn't do it. I couldn't heal a cold. If I could heal, I'd heal my back. But Jesus did it through the vessel that I am by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let's continue. Those who heard it said, Then who will be saved? He replied, what is impossible for men is possible for God. I tell you, if you're rich, distribute something to the poor. If you're not rich, distribute something to the poor. We go every week to that mile where the homeless are in Boston. Someone gave me clothes and we, we went. I didn't go, but some people went and put the clothes on these people. These people are living subhuman lives. They are drug addicted. They are living outdoors. They smell. That's where the church needs to be. That's where St. Francis would be today, amidst those people, giving them clothes and food and the Word of God. That's what St. Francis would be doing today. What is the rest of the church doing? I tell you, I don't know. But I know God has us going there every week. The only prayer I have for them is, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on these poor people. They're drug addicted. Have mercy upon them. We met a young boy who was out there for the first day. Anderson, Lord, get him someplace to live. He doesn't belong on the street. Get him someplace to live. He doesn't belong on the street. Then Peter said, look, we have left homes and followed you. And he said to them, truly I tell you, there is no one who has left a house or a wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God who will not get back much more houses, brothers, sisters, children. And St. Mark said, in and persecutions and eternal life. Receive eternal life and persecutions. 
the persecuted church is in the Middle East. It's in Asia. It's in Russia. It's in China. The persecuted church. People are giving their lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. We won't even give him a tenth of our money. People are giving their lives for the Lord Jesus Christ. We're not even thankful for what he gives us. Oh God, forgive us. Forgive me for taking things for granted. Forgive me for taking things for granted. Verse 31. Then he took the twelve aside and said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. What did the prophets say? Like a lamb before his shearers, like a sheep, he opened not his mouth. By his stripes, we are healed. All we like sheep has gone astray, and God laid on him the iniquity of us all. That's what the prophets say. See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished, for he will be handed over to the Gentiles. He will be mocked, insulted, spat upon. After they have done this, after he has flogged, they killed him, and on the third day he will rise again. But they understood nothing about all these things. In fact, what he said was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what he said. He's warning them that the Son of Man is going to the cross out of love for you, out of love for me. The Son of Man is going to the cross because he wants us to be with him on this earth and in heaven. It's by the blood of Jesus that we are forgiven. When we go to confession, we are under the blood of Jesus. Our forgiveness is the blood of the Lamb. I don't understand why Catholics don't preach the blood. We have the blood on the altar every day, and we do not preach the power of the blood of the Lamb that forgives sins, that heals people, that delivers people. The blood of Jesus is our remedy, and no one, very few people, preach it. I preach it. Why? Because it's my salvation. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, 
blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be done unto me according to your word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And the Word was made flesh in the womb of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and he dwelt among us. It also means he pitched his tent among us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Be thankful today. Be filled with gratitude today. Thank the Lord that he's given you faith. Thank the Lord that your faith will lead you to salvation. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. May God bless you in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. God bless you. This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.